Hi friend, Amelia here. How are you feeling as we near the fall equinox? I find that this time of year heightens my intuitive senses. Something about the days and nights being equal lengths helps me feel capable of making major changes. Shifts I've been trying to make for years can suddenly happen with ease. One of my most profound equinox breakthroughs happened four years ago today, on September 20th, 2018. That's the day I woke up and decided I was breaking up with diet culture. No more diets or food restrictions, no more self-punishment veiled as health, no more endlessly trying to make myself smaller. I was done. As was my practice back then, I posted about this breakthrough on Instagram. The post is still live on my profile. In it, I offer my breakup manifesto in the form of a fuck that list and a more of this list. Here's what I wrote that day, slightly amended. Fuck diet culture. Fuck fitspo. Fuck before and after photos. Fuck the brands that invented size zero and double zero. Fuck the people who decided size 14 was some kind of upper limit in stores. In fact, fuck the people who invented sizes at all. Fuck body shaming. Fuck fat shaming. Fuck other people talking about my body. Fuck other people telling me what to do with my body. Fuck all that. And now that that's out of the way, I can say, and finally have time for, More dancing, more cooking, more growing, more breakfast, more real food, more water, more softness, more hugs, more touching, more breathable fabrics, more color, more playing, more stretching, more good sleep, more gentleness, more trusting your gut, more figuring out what feels good, more love. Four years later, this list still feels true, but it perhaps oversimplified the journey that was to come. Since I broke up with diet culture, in some senses, I haven't looked back. I haven't dieted for a single day. I didn't set foot in a gym for three years. I gained weight, I got fat, and I didn't hate myself for it. In fact, I loved myself through it. At this point, I can see that at the most foundational level, breaking up with diet culture meant replacing my habit of saying no to myself with an unabashed commitment to saying yes to myself. In some areas, saying yes to myself was easy. For instance, I had lots of intuitions about what foods I loved and how they nourished my body. I cooked and ate and indulged, and after a year or so, food just generally felt great. In other areas, however, I didn't really know what to say yes to. Most noticeably, I had no fucking clue how to move my body without slipping into self-punishing routines. Any step toward movement brought me dangerously close to immediate overexertion. So for a few years, I just didn't move. And that was fine. Until I turned 30 and not moving started to hurt. So over the past year and a half, I've been working on how to move. I started by creating a routine of gentler practices like walking, dancing, and stretching. But that still felt like the sort of exercise routine I was trying to move away from. So I began experimenting with body work. I went to a community acupuncture clinic. I got a recommendation for a chiropractor. Once I had that support team in place, then I decided to join a gym. Now I go twice a week with my partner. We do what we feel like and we leave. There's never the pressure of a should, and I'm never in it alone. It's made a world of difference. Another piece of my breakup with diet culture that feels important to unpack is something I said very simply above. Since I broke up with diet culture, I got fat. Before December 20th, 20th, Before September 20th, 2018, I certainly felt fat often. 
but I was rarely classified as fat by friends or doctors or anyone else I encountered. Since September 20th, 2018, however, I've gained weight and am now often classified as fat by doctors and family members and plenty of others. When I put fat in quotation marks, it's because when other people see me as quote unquote fat, it's generally loaded with disempowering assumptions. Quote unquote fat is conflated with undisciplined, unhealthy, unintelligent, unlovable. When I'm quote unquote fat on their terms, it's a bad thing. But when I'm fat on my terms, it's a neutral statement and an empowering claim. To me, being fat simply means my body takes up more space than it used to. And after a lifetime of trying to shrink myself by dieting and over-exercising, taking up more space feels like a success. At least until someone comes along to tell me that being quote-unquote fat is bad or unhealthy or whatever else they believe. But even that doesn't bother me like it used to. And with the help of books like Virgie Tovar's You Have the Right to Remain Fat and Aubrey Gordon's What We Talk About When We Talk About Fat, I'm better able to rebut their claims. These days, most folks in my life know that I have hard boundaries around diet talk and body shaming. I don't consume any fitness content. I won't take part in critiquing your body or mine. And I refuse to refer to foods as good or bad. When people near me do those things, I gently reframe or I exit the conversation. Luckily for me, these things don't happen often. Instead, I get to have really beautiful conversations with babes who have gained weight and want reassurance that they don't have to hate themselves for it. I promise you don't. Or I get to be in gentle conversation with myself about loving things that I previously saw as gross or ugly. For instance, my underarm fat started sagging this year, and it's invited me to break a multi-generational cycle of hating my arms. How deep-seated and arbitrary it is to hate specific body parts. Recently, I listened to a podcast episode called Budgeting is Diet Culture for Your Money, and it blew my mind. I had started to notice that my desire to make more money felt suspiciously like my my past desire to lose more weight. And when I heard the podcast guest Dana Miranda say that by the logic of diet and budget culture, you can never be rich enough and you can never be thin enough, it shifted something for me. There is no such thing as enough in diet culture, in beauty culture, or in capitalism. The demand is always that you have more or be less. The task then is to teach ourselves and each other what enough feels like. How can we have enough? How can we be enough? How can we let go of what's more than enough? How can we claim what's less than enough? This isn't a unique observation. In fact, I've learned it before from Jennifer Armbrust, from Sarah Gottesdiener, from Toy Smith. But my Equinox breakthroughs are never about learning new things. They're always about embodying the thing. Because you can learn something a million times, but it's not until you believe it in your heart and your bones that you can really live it. I guess that means my new task is unraveling how to embody enoughness. I look forward to reporting on that journey in my next diet culture breakup anniversary email. This essay became much more sprawling than I imagined, and I'm honestly not quite sure how to end it. I suppose the truth is that my breakup with diet culture is a spiralic journey. When I find my way through one level, another one unlocks. Overall, I just keep coming back to the final sentence in my original Breaking Up With Diet Culture Instagram post. I'm liberating myself because I finally see it's possible.
If you spent even one second of your life wishing your body were thinner, I hope reading this helps you see that you can break up with diet culture too. It may not be easy, but I promise it is possible, and you're the only one who can do it. For now, I'm off to celebrate my breakup anniversary with a trip to the same bakery I celebrated at four years ago. Much love to you and almost and happy almost equinox. Love, Amelia. P.S. If you enjoyed listening to this email, please forward it to a friend or click the link at the bottom of the email to open up the blog post with this essay and then share that with a friend. Post postscript. If you'd like to hear me talk more about leaving diet culture and how that relates to my decision to leave social media, listen to my interview on Body Truth Podcast with Caitlin Parsons. Thanks so much again for listening. This newsletter is free, but you can support my work by buying me a coffee at the link in the bottom of the email, ordering my book, 50 Feminist Mantras, or referring me for a podcast or speaking engagement. Much love, friends, and more soon.